You're listening to Gameplay with Matthew Cause on TSN 1050. Embrace the odds. I want winners. Welcome back, everybody. This is Gameplay. It is the second hour of the show. Gameplay on TSN 1050 is brought to you by FanDuel. Bet on all your favorite teams on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. And joining us now, it is Eric Moody, fantasy sports and betting writer at ESPN. And before we get into the conference championships and his fantasy NBA uh, rankings, because I have questions, Eric, i got to ask... and it's a personal question, but uh, you can even just give a range. How old are you? Expecting to get that question, but uh, we'll just say that I'm in. <laughs> we'll just say that I'm in my early forties. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now, perfect. And, and I bring this up because you put out two tweets that reminded uh-huh. me of being 14 years old. You tweet out back in the day. Did anyone out there look forward to going to Pizza Hut for lunch or dinner? Hell yes. The Pizza Hut buffet, <laughs> yes. the Pizza Hut all-you-can-eat buffet for lunch was wonderful, and it ruined my high school afternoon because there's no way I could uh, focus. <laughs> no, I love it. Yeah, I always like uh, tweeting out uh, like kind of 1990s, uh, early 2000s, like nostalgia. Yeah, so that was one where I was just thinking, you know what? I really miss those uh, those dine-in Pizza Hut locations. It was really oh. all about the experience. They're, they're so far and few between these days. Oh, yeah, and then like I would just nap the rest of the afternoon. And the other one, you send out a picture of an arcade called Aladdin's Castle. Uh, I'm old, and you're right, I'm old enough to remember when birthday parties at Aladdin's Castle. And for us, it was, uh, it was Wizards. It was the Wizards Castle, and it Stop, was yes. at Cl- Cloverdale Mall in Etobicoke here uh, in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. So we had the ex- – and I saw your picture. I'm like, wait a minute. That's the uh, that looks exactly like the arcade I used to go to. Oh yeah, no, those were those are great days. You know where the uh, where the arcade was uh, like when you wanted to play video games. That's where you would go before all oh, the yeah. systems got really advanced and you know the top of the line graphics at the arcade and plus just the synergy of playing you know games with others, especially the one on one fighting games. You know that that time frame cannot be like replicated these days unfortunately it's uh you know those were the days i guess i'll say <laughs> oh yeah hell is a hundred percent yes all right we'll go to the nfl then i actually want to do a bunch of basketball with you um how much for you like the the short sample size of the playoffs how much of it can impact with your uh fantasy football draft rankings will be next year like do you do you watch any of this and go oh okay that guy is better than i thought that guy is maybe worse than i thought yeah, I think the one thing that I look for, especially when you look at fantasy, you know, football rankings, it really just comes down to, you know, what players like really elevated themselves in the postseason. And so I look at players that have had, you know, some tremendous performances and see see if that'll translate going into next year. I know one player that comes to mind is uh, I'm thinking about Jalen Hurts with the Philadelphia Eagles. I, I know his uh, regular season kind of ended uh, like on a on a sour note because of the shoulder injury. But we were reminded last week, you know, once he had that bye week to let the shoulder, you know, improve and get better, that he's an MVP caliber player, you know, when healthy. So he's someone that I'd be shocked isn't selected, you know, as a top three fantasy quarterback going into the 2023 season. Oh, yeah. And just, uh, I mean, it's funny. He was drafted like high in the first round in our draft and no one batted an eye. You know, like mm-hmm. no one was like, oh, that is a mistake. Everyone's like, yep, that makes complete sense. 
Um, moving over to the NBA, I was looking at your fantasy rankings. Now, this was last updated on the 23rd. I want to do. I want to start with a CanCon, a Canadian content addition to this. One positive, one negative. At the beginning of the year, did you think you would have Shea Gilgus Alexander within your top 10? You have him ranked at number eight. Yeah, he was someone that. I was definitely very open to drafting like ahead of his average draft position or ADP just because the opportunity, you know, that he had ahead of him going into the season. But I'm like, you have to admit, I'm like, he, he's truly like exceeded expectations like with the Thunder this year. And it really comes down to the second half of the season. Uh, and if they end up giving him some, you will say some, some DNPs, you know, do not plays for certain reasons, <laughs> you know, as we uh, yes. try to get ready to get that oh. high draft pick, but he's, but he's someone you, you, you have to be happy with the statistical results that he's giving you from a fantasy lens. And someone I would just continue to hold for the rest of the season unless you get like a really lion share massive deal in return. Oh, yeah, and uh, eventually he will get uh, upper side soreness, which, of course, there is no known cure for, and he'll have to sit six to eight weeks. Uh, on the <laughs> other end, uh, another Canadian, R.J. Barrett, is all the way down at 115, and I'm not going to attack you as a proud Canadian. I'm more going to ask, like, to me, R.J. Barrett, certainly from a fantasy perspective, unless he's playing the Raptors, isn't, you know, just hasn't, he hasn't lived up to the high draft and the high expectations. I'm wondering how you view the stock of R.J. Barrett. Yeah, the one thing with, with Barrett, you know, that I've noticed is that I'm like, if you're, especially if you're in a category format, I'm like, he's going to give you points and triples, but not really that much outside of that. And he's also someone I think that's a better fit for, like, fantasy points leagues rather than category leagues. And I just don't see that being anything that is going to change soon. And you look at that uh, New York Knicks team, I'm like, they've got a, a ton of offensive playmakers and, and stuff that are on that team. And just when I look at his usage rate, he's not someone that, you know, I'm, I'm aggressively optimistic on, but when he's shooting the ball well, you know, he, he's good in, in points leagues, I would say. Pascal Siakam, you have ranked at 32nd. Uh, now time to be a thin-skinned Raptors fan. Eric Moody, <laughs> fantasy sports and betting writer at ESPN. Why do you hate Pascal Siakam, the Toronto Raptors? So you're saying that I hate them? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> of course not. I, I love Siakam. And I would say if you were going to uh, give him a grade like for this year, just given how that Raptors team has performed, you know, he's someone that I would, that I would give like an A. I'm like, this is the guy that's average. You know, 25.2 points, you know, 8.2 rebounds. Um, you know, he gives you a dash of steals and blocks. I mean, he's performed very well for fantasy managers uh, this season. It's just unfortunate that the team surrounding him is not the best, and plus they've been nope. very inconsistent. You know, even with guys like Fred Van Vliet, you know? Oh, yeah. No, it has been, of course, tongue-in-cheek with that question. It has been disappointing, and I think if, oh, you, yeah. had told, if you had told me at the beginning of the year – that Scotty Barnes would be 72nd. And by the way, that is properly rated. My point is not where you have him in your fantasy update, but more that of the promise and the guy we saw who won Rookie of the Year. I think a lot of people exactly. would, would have expected higher than 72nd. Yeah, and I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah, he's kind of in the midst, I guess I, I would say, a you know, sophomore slump. And uh, he's someone that you know hasn't really been consistent this season, but there is reason for optimism because – he has played uh, very well here recently. Hopefully, keep my fingers crossed that that trend will continue for the rest of the regular season. 
Giannis answered to Kupo, um, would you try to trade him now if he's on your fantasy team? Because for the first time in ages, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, both are back, and maybe that impacts his usage. No, I would hold on to, to Giannis, and I think with having you know Middleton back actually helps Giannis for the rest of the season. And plus, I like their schedule uh, when you're looking ahead to the fantasy playoffs. So I think Giannis is going to continue to be a player that's going to help uh, in position, I would say to help position fantasy managers to win a championship. So he's someone that I would hold unless, again, unless you're getting, you know, uh, in, in, I'll say an insane deal in return, I would hold Giannis. And last question. I, I know no one's ever shocked at what LeBron does, but at that age, putting up over 40 points as he did last night in the loss to the Clippers, I mean, I, I, how do you view that? For, like, for you, are you at all shocked by this or are you just numb to it? No, I, I would say I'm, I'm not shocked because you look at LeBron James, right? I mean, this is a guy that is is rumored to spend about $1.5 million a year on his body to keep father time at bay. So he's 38 years old. I'm like, this is a player who's averaged 30.2 points, 8.5 rebounds, and 6.9 assists per game this season. You look at James, I'm like, he's the oldest, oldest player to average 30 points at any point in a season in NBA history. Furthermore, if you look at James, like in fantasy, he's someone that, uh, a lot of fantasy managers were kind of writing off heading into this season, saying that, hey, I'd rather not draft LeBron James at his average draft position, but he's someone who's exceeded expectations. And I think the big takeaway, if you're looking at this, you know, from like a real-life NBA perspective or fantasy, is that I think when researching and looking into players, especially those that are older, I think it's important to understand how they take care of themselves physically during the offseason. I think that's a good way to identify some outliers in fantasy. Always appreciate Eric. Follow the man on Twitter at Eric and Moody. Read his work at ESPN. And uh, and if you get a chance, hopefully get one of those systems where you can you can get like all the old school arcade games on your TV and spend five <laughs> to six hours seeing how you can do against Galaga or some of the WWF wrestling games from the early nineties. Got you. Got you. Got to love it. Yeah. So if you like nineteen nineties nostalgia, definitely follow me. Looking forward to interacting with everyone. Hey, thanks again for the invite. Looking forward to the next time. Absolutely. Take care. That is Eric Moody from ESPN. And you know, again, I feel like and Josh, you can hop on for a second. The theme of today's show is is it was better. It, it, no, the, the theme of this show today is back in my day. Whether it is scolding you about uh, scolding you about the movies you haven't seen, waxing poetic about Halloween, or going to arcades, ah, there was nothing better in the late '80s than hopping on the bus and going to Cloverdale Mall in Etobicoke to hit Wizard's Castle and play some vids. The times have totally changed. Now, yeah. from the old pinball or the old. Pac-Man right, type days. It's now. Yeah, it's on. A little older than that. Okay, a little older than pinball and Pac-Man. How dare you? Okay, no, I'm, that was no. That was no putting you down there. I was just trying to compare it to today's world, where you're trying to talk about. Now we're on video game consoles, portable video game consoles, uh, right? It, yeah, and on okay. days like this, where the snow's falling, what are yeah. the young children doing? Probably exactly. playing video games. Uh, they're on their TikToks and their Instagrams. Oh, there um, you go. There you go. How much? How much? How many quarters have you ever you, have you spent in your life on video games? Probably a ton and useless money spent. I'll say that. And and, and okay. for the people listening out there that are on video games all the time, you have to be one of the the percentage that spends money when you don't want to. 
for the the cosmetic in the game or the extra coins, right? No, oh, I'm oh, talking oh, about. Did you ever do that? Where they have you ever done the putting the quarter into the our stand up arcade game? Yes, I have. Okay. I have. All right. All right. Yeah, All I've right. been to the old fashioned type diner spots that have the yeah. the arcade games there. Um, big air hockey guy. Does that count? Um, a little bit. I'll allow it. I'll allow it in this one. Just that that counts. Up. Like, I, yeah, I make up the rules as I go. Along. My family oh, loves right. Galaga. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. that that's classic. But you know, what we did with Galaga. Mm. We bought it on the on the PlayStation. <laughs> so oh, so we we took. Does that count from a nineteen eighty one game that you can play it's, on a on a seventy inch TV? Like, no, it's not the same. That's <laughs> not at way all. Too nice. That's way way too nice. So um, simple. Yeah. On the other side, Aaron Rodgers gives a goofy answer, and uh, Gary Bettman, he lies to you. We'll do that right after traffic. Welcome back, everybody. This is Gameplay. I'm your host, Matthew Cause. Time now to do the betting segment that has been a part of the show for the last 18 seconds, an idea we came up with during the break, but I'm sure my producer Josh, something he was thinking about for a long time. But whenever, two, whenever the Raptors and the Maple Leafs, and eventually we'll work the Blue Jays in and, you know, the Argos, the TFC and all that, but when the Leafs and the Raptors are both playing on the same night, as they are, and you can listen to the the Rangers and the Leafs tonight right here on TSN 1050. When the Leafs and Ra- the Leafs are playing, the Raptors are playing. We are going to do our FanDuel parlay, our Homer, our game plays Homer parlay, and uh, based on these two teams playing on the same night. I got mine, Josh. Do you got yours? I do have mine. You can take it away first. All right, I am going to take the over. For the Toronto Raptors and the Sacramento Kings, I think the over the team total is 238. The Kings are scoring 128, almost 129 points per game in their last 10. And the Raptors' defense, they rank in the bottom third of the league this month. So I expect a lot of scoring in tonight's game that you will not watch because it starts after 10 o'clock at night. Not you, Josh. I'm saying most of the listeners. And then the other end, I'm going to take the under of six goals for the Leafs-Rangers game. You got Shosturskin in net. I just mispronounced that name. Moving on. Samsonov, who's been great. The, the, both these teams, especially Leafs, excellent defensively. So over for Raptors-Kings. Under for Rangers-Leafs. Ten bucks wins you twenty-four dollars and seventy-four cents. There we go. I I'm going to analyze those picks for you. I like the over in that game. It yeah. seems like the rightful pick. Both offenses can score. Pascal Siakam and Fred VanVleet's points have ticked up a ton yeah. recently. Fox and Sabonis are ultimate scorers. Then the then the reliable key pieces there. Keegan Murray is a good scorer on the Kings. Uh, Malik Monk can shoot. Kevin Herter can shoot. It's a full, a full of scores, and with both defenses not really the most optimal around the NBA, I do yeah. like those picks. And the Chesterkin, he might hold down the four for those Rangers against the Maple Leafs. Yeah. You never know what offense will come out there tonight. Uh, in my gameplay's homework parlay of the day, I went the player prop route. Starting off in the Maple Leafs game, Austin Matthews over three and a half shots. He's hit in his three of his last five games. Didn't hit against the Rangers last time, but I'm expecting a game. He's mic'd up for TNT in the United States this evening. Um, 
been shooting the puck a lot more. Shot attempts have gone up. So I'm going to take his over three and a half shots and minus 160. And let's pair that with a double trouble type pick in the Raptors-Kings game. DeMontis Sabonis, who's averaging the most rebounds in the NBA with 12.5. He has not hit under 10 rebounds since January 15th. So I'm going to go DeMontis Sabonis to record 10 rebounds against the Raps. You know, centers against the Raptors. They get a lot. And Fred Van Vliet in the last couple games, 28. Hold on. Fed? Fed Fred? No, no. I said Fred. Fred Van Vliet. No, you're trying to pick out now. You're rattled. You are so rattled today. I'm trying to pick. You you, you (laughs) caught that on me. Come on. (laughs) So DeMontis Simonis to record 10 plus rebounds. And Fred Van Vliet to score 15 plus points against the Sacramento Kings. As we were talking about before, Kings give up a lot of points. And if Fred Van Vliet's three-point range is on fire tonight, four, four, six, five in this last four, then I'm expecting him to go over. Plus 122 if you pair all three picks up. $10 to win 12. Nice solid night. Homer parlay number one. All right. Nice job. Nice job by you and mine. Again, Leafs Rangers under, Raptors Kings over. Someone tweeting in, I remember loading up the car, driving to Lime Ridge Mall in Hamilton for $2 movies and an afternoon in the arcade. Hells yes, that from Michael Arnold. Uh, Lime Ridge, big fan. I was, uh, I did go to McMaster and uh, yeah, nothing beat the mall, the arcade, and then a cheap, cheap movie. Matt, I gotta ask, before we move yeah. on, is David yeah. Buster's an arcade? Is that like a good date idea oh. for those wondering? Because I know a couple of friends of mine Ooh. have asked for that. And yeah. they want some recommendations. And I really couldn't give it to them. I've never really went that route. It's like an arcade, an ideal date spot. Oh, yeah. An arcade is a, is a you know, it's been a while since I've, I've dated. But, no, an arcade, as long as the person you're going out with is, is obviously into games, you know. I mean, you know, do a little research. But, yes. Because, A, you're doing something, you're being active, it's something that's a little bit different from the norm. 100%, 100% I would do the arcade. As for Dave & Buster's, I don't consider it an arcade. I consider it sort of like an entertainment center or something, but it's, it's a good like a, place. Like a, bar, like a bar slash game. Type yeah, scenario. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like okay. to me, an arcade is just games, and whoever runs it is a little bit shady. Got and it. And there is just it's no frills all over the place. Yeah, right, Maddie, I'm with you. Hold on, yeah. Matt. I want to jump in here. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to jump in yeah, here. Go. I'm with you on go. the arcade. Great childhood memories going to the arcade. Loved it. Um, yeah. Dave and Buster's. The only problem with a date there is it's too loud. If it's a first yes. date. Yes. Second right. date, it's great because yeah. you're just going to have fun and trying to get to know each other a little bit more. But first date's hard because it's so loud because it's a restaurant. It's also yeah, They also watch games there. The, all okay. the games are loud. It's just tough. Okay. so I will go, I will <laughs> go with that. Except, went through that experience. I will go with that except I think, Josh, if you are going on a first date okay. and you're talking like you have this last hour, <laughs> then you might want to do that on a first date. <laughs> You might you yes. might want to do the buzzer. Yeah. Minimal minimal auditory experiences between so, you so and, let, and the just, lucky girl. So let's just go shoot the little hoops and that's mostly yeah. it. Not much time. Yeah. Talking. Yeah. Hey, there's yeah, air exactly. hockey there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there it is there. Yeah, exactly. There's the air hockey. Speaking of people that should do less talking, let's hear from Gary Bettman yesterday with maybe the most ridiculous thing I've heard him say. 
nobody tanks because we have a weighted lottery and you're, you're not you're not you're not going to lose games to increase your odds by a couple of percentage points that's silly and frankly suggesting tanking i believe uh is inconsistent with the professionalism that our players and our coaches have nobody tanks our players and our coaches do their best to win and again just because you may finish with the worst record in the league, you've got something like a 75% chance that you're not going to get the first pick. Yeah, well, you have a 25% chance of getting it. And if the Panthers are eliminated from the playoffs, they'd much rather have that 25% than that 1% chance. A ridiculous quote by Gary Bettman, who knew exactly what he was doing when he's saying it. It's why he focused on coaches and the players and ignored the fact that teams like the Chicago Blackhawks trade 24-year-old 40 goal scorers because they are tanking. Uh, next, give me Aaron Rodgers on his future with Green Bay. Now, most of this clip is pretty just normal and is cliche. It's the, it's the landing that doesn't make much sense. I've never gotten to the end of my contract. So to even think about being in another uniform never really crossed my mind just because I was, uh, I got a second contract in my fourth out of fifth year, five years. Um, and then each successive contract was with at least a year left on the deal. So there was never a time where you're thinking like, oh, I might be another uniform. And I've just never thought that way. You know, even when Jordan was drafted, I thought that might be a possibility for sure. I might not finish in Green Bay. You never know. I mean, anytime there's a situation where change is possible, what's the old adage, you know, that people want to say, oh, the grass isn't always greener, yeah. you know, on the other side. And I always say the grass is green where you water it. Hmm. Huh? Oh, God, just pick, make a decision. I am tired of Aaron Rodgers waxing poetic. I am tired of it. Uh, let's finish with a, just a really good point here. Listen to Vaughn Miller talking about the Buffalo Bills exit. We lost four games. We lost four games this whole entire year. Four games out of nine, was it 19 games that we played? And we lost four of those games. You know, and um, we, had a, we had a great season. We had a great year. I'm, I'm super excited, man. And just because we lost to the to the Bengals, it, it doesn't diminish the type of team that we have. It, do, it doesn't diminish, you know, our position in this league. We we have a really good team, and you know, our, our window is still open, man. And it's you know, brighter days are uh, are definitely ahead for us. And it's a hundred percent right that this team did a lot of winning. And they kicked a lot of ass. The problem is the second half of their year wasn't as good as the first half. And I think in the end it was that beating they took by the Bengals that made people forget just how good of a year the Buffalo Bills had. And Matt, if Vaughn Miller was playing, this playoffs and these, this postseason could have been totally different if he didn't tear his ACL because I th- they were rolling. In, in the game, especially yeah. against the Kansas City Chiefs, Four tackles, two sacks in that game, made a statement back in October. So, if he would have been on the defensive line against Joe Burrow in the snow, it may have changed the narrative a tad. It could have. It absolutely could have. Um, uh, but I think I, th- I I still think the Bengals would have won. That just was such a dominant game. But you're right. Um, you know, one sack here, maybe early on, would have changed the momentum of that contest. Speaking of football, uh, one of the greatest to play in the CFL, Shea Emery, 
an excellent linebacker back in the day with the Montreal Alouettes and then a little time in Toronto, Saskatchewan, is going to join the show next. He is an ambassador for Bell Let's Talk Day, and we will chat with him next. Welcome back, everybody. This is Gameplay. I am your host, Matthew Cause. If you're out on the streets, be careful. The snow is coming down, and it is windy, so visibility is a little bit tricky. And, like, there's certain areas of the city where it's still fine, like southbound 404, but there's a lot of parts of the city where the traffic is getting worse, um, you know, all, actually on the 404 and the 400. But, again, tune into our radio, up, our, uh, our traffic updates for all of that. you got the Rangers taking on the Leafs tonight, a game you can listen to right here on TSN 1050. And I think everyone's just curious where we're going to get from Nylander and Tavares. They were reunited on Monday against the Islanders, and they were incredible. Nylander with four points all in that second period. Tavares with a goal and an assist as well. The Rangers, the funny thing about them is they won on Monday 6-2 over Florida. Uh, they got outshot on the game, and afterwards Gerard Gallant was not happy. Like, he, he, if you listen to his quotes, after winning 6-2, you assumed they were the team that had lost 6-2 and had not gone out and won it. Uh, the second time these teams are playing, the Rangers won the last game 3-1. Zabinijad had a couple goals in that contest. Also, you got the Raptors and Sacramento. That game's going to be on way late tonight, but don't worry. It's, uh, it's up to people like me. It's my job to stay up, watch that game, and we will, of course, chat about that tomorrow. Speaking of the NBA, you had the Heat beating Boston 98-95. And the interesting thing about that game is the Celtics, they were 26-3 and when leading at the half. 30-3 and when leading after three quarters. Well, they led at the half. They led going in the fourth quarter by seven. And then they got 13 points in that final quarter. Good on Miami. 15-0 run uh, early in the fourth to erase that deficit. Bam at a bio, 30 points. 15 rebounds, go-ahead jumper with just over 20 seconds left. He had 9-8 and eight in that fourth quarter. And Chris Letang scoring twice in his return from a lower body injury. The second with under a minute to go in overtime, the Penguins beat Florida 7-6. to six. And the Penguins, they are in eighth. They got the final playoff spot. And they got, you know, they're up just a minor amount over the Panthers, who are in ninth. The Panthers could legitimately miss the playoffs. One thing that speaks to is just how good the East is. Another thing that speaks to is just bad goalie play all year from the Panthers, or not all year, but for inconsistent play, especially when Bobrovsky's been out. And, um, you know, the idea of a team that won the President's Cup last year is, or the President's Trophy, excuse me, to go from that last year to this year where they could miss the playoffs, that would be absolutely stunning if we indeed see that um i mentioned before in some of the prop bets getting back to the the maple leafs and the raptors i like the under in leafs rangers you got shesterkin in net and you got samson off who is making is uh i think it's like his third or fourth consecutive start 31 saves uh third consecutive start on monday against the islanders 31 saves he's 13 0 and 1 on home ice and again, you got Shostakin on the other end, so I love the under of six goals. Meanwhile, Raptors, Sacramento, I like the over in this. Uh, Sacramento, just offensively, especially the last ten games, they are scoring almost 130. And the Raptors, as you know, we've talked about for ages, uh, bottom third of the league this month defensively. 
And so the over-under for that game is 238. I not like, I love, love the over in that game. Getting to the NFL for a moment. I don't know if this is bad, but I am, and so much of this, you know, we'll see. But I am feeling really good about both my picks. Especially the San Fran-Philly game. I love the Eagles to win and to cover. I think they are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. And we'll get into that as the week go, as the rest of the week goes on. But I love Philly, and I like Cincinnati. Uh, but joining me now, uh, a man where this day, it's Bell Let's Talk Day, an, an incredibly important day just to continue the conversation, continue the coverage, and you can go to letstalk.bell.ca. Uh, joining me now, he is an ambassador. He's a man that's done a lot of work for mental health. It is former all-star linebacker, two-time Grey Cup champ with Montreal. It's Shea Emery. Shay, thank you so much for being part of the show today. Great to chat with Matt. So let's just start here. Um, what does what does this day what does this day mean for you? Uh, it's been a platform. You know, it's been a platform for change in my life personally. Uh, it's been a platform for change in the lives of men and women across the country. You know, really just been fortunate enough to uh, get involved uh, at the end of my career uh, in Montreal and, and in Toronto, and and really just. Uh, be a part of something that uh, has spearheaded uh, the opening of the door that uh, essentially provides, you know, funding and and uh, uh, destigma towards uh, people having conversations around what their human experience is. Well, let's let's go on the idea of stigma, and I think in particular the environment that you grew up in. How mm-hmm. when when you were a collegiate player at Eastern Washington. And then, uh, then later as a pro, uh, say in Montreal, how difficult would it have been, especially back then, to talk about having issues with mental health in the most competitive environment ecosystem out there, a football locker room? It wasn't even on the, the playing field. It wasn't. It wasn't even a thought process that I, I even had. You know, it was just like bite it. You know, move through it. Uh, deal with it go to, you know, work through it, work out, you know, uh, yeah. and then, you know, mask it with, you know, whatever vice you can grab hold of. And, uh, you know, that's what we see a lot of even to this day. Uh, you know, obviously there is an openness that has taken place in society in general. Uh, and we've seen that, you know, professional athletes from all different genres have been able to open about, open up about what they've been going through. But, uh, the conversation needs to continue because there's always going to be a fresh crop of people transitioning out of sport into, you know, lack of identity and looking for something else. And, uh, you know, I think that's really what it comes down to, at least in my wheelhouse, is just trying to provide an open platform for people to have conversations. What, um, I was wondering if you could take us back to 2011 and, and a concussion that you suffered uh, during that season. How much did that concussion change you, change your outlook, and eventually lead you down the path where you're now an ambassador for Bell Let's Talk? Yeah, well, I mean, 2011, we had just come off two Grey Cup wins in a row. Uh, I was playing the best football I could, and long story short, uh, I didn't really know what was going to happen next after I got a concussion. You know, Wade Belak, that was that year. 
uh, Derek Bugard, yeah. Rick Rippin. That was the year where kind of even Junior Seau, all those gentlemen were ending up, you know, taking their lives for, uh, you know, what really stuck out to me as, uh, you know, something that I could really associate myself with was, you know, being an enforcer and, and really identifying as someone that provided that stance and that alpha dog mentality. At least, I, at least I tried to. And uh, you know, the what really took place is uh, I didn't know who I was off of the field, and that scared the crap out of me. And what the questions were asked was, "What am I good at? What can I do?" Uh, and I didn't have an answer. So uh, that's what I went to go find out, and you know, did a lot of meditating and. Uh, counseling and really just got down to the nitty gritty and have still continued to this day to try and figure out every day, you know, what am I about? You know, what do I want to do with my life and uh, where do I want to go and really just make those decisions and, and it gives me confidence and, and power to have that knowledge. And it should be mentioned more than 200 Canadians will attempt suicide every day and 12 will die. So, again, this day is all about reaching out. Don't be afraid to and talk about it. And if you have a friend or a family member that you think might be suffering from some issues of mental health, to go and, and to speak up because, you know, there's, there's now more than ever, there's no need to have this sort of stigma. And, and where I wanted to sort of go, Shane, just hear that answer, because, you know, we talk all the time about football, but, hey, what's Tom Brady going to do? Is he going to retire? Is he going to go to TV? Is he going to mm-hmm. play? But the bigger picture question of identity, if you're a professional football player, you spent your entire life, you know, becoming great at the college level, then hopefully getting drafting. Your identity is all about as a football player. How tough is that for you, for other, for teammates you know, for people we watch on Sunday? How tough is it for them to finally retire to have to try to find a new identity? I think a really big part of it's such a great question. Thank you for asking. Uh, a really big part of what comes up for me is, again, across all genres, like from Olympians to extreme athletes to whomever, you spend your whole life dedicating every waking hour, every piece of energy you have towards something, and then it no longer exists and you're no longer relevant. There's the relevancy piece. There's your community of you know, 75 brothers that you connect with every day, all day for six months of the year and even in the off season. And, you know, all of that's taken away in, you know, a swift, you know, pull of the carpet. Uh, yeah. And, you know, sometimes you don't get to, most of the time, you don't get to make the decision when that takes place. So you don't get to prepare and, and be empowered with, you know, that confidence. And it's just, you know, here today, gone tomorrow, and, and it's a very difficult transition. That's why since I have played in the CFL, I've seen numerous, uh, countless uh, organizations that are specifically designed for athletes transitioning out of sport, uh, and I think that most alumni associations support with that. Uh, so we're getting better, but again, there's always going to be a new crop, a new dynamic that's going to need to be addressed, and uh, that's why, you know, the great work of the alumni associations and the charitable organizations across the country is so needed. And if someone's got an idea for something, just do it, right? Because there's always going to be a, a, a set of ears that are going to listen. Joined by former linebacker Shay Emery and ambassador for Bell Let's Talk Day. 
And Shay, I, I say this all the time, and I, I apologize to people who listen on a regular basis because this is a bit of a broken record, but how, to, to me, we will be in a great place when it comes to mental health when someone mentions they're going to see the psychiatrist this, with the same offhanded, um, casual way as they say, I'm going to go see a, a nutritionist. I'm going to go see my personal trainer. Some days I'm going to work on my upper body, and some days I'm going to work on my mental health, and it's just thrown out that casually. You're right, and I think we're almost there. You know, I've been having lots of conversations specifically with men. Uh, around the that actual thing counseling you know and verbiage is so important right the language we use you know in mental health in general is you know very expressive and it, it lends to that stigma also being present right and so even just changing the language i, I, I was talking with a, uh, a colleague of mine who we're working on some mental health programming for uh, the community here in whistler at my racket club and uh long story short uh, we are talking about tactful or tactful breathing, where it's like, this is the breathing techniques that the Navy SEALs use. And, and really, it's just like, you just change the language, you change the mindset of the people listening to it. And it's the same thing as like, hey, have you ever thought about breath work? Have you ever thought about yoga? It's like, no, these are the stretches that, you know, just like, even just like changing the, the, the vernacular changes the mindset, therefore the openness. And it's just, uh, you know, it's a little bit of a trick that we, you know, I've been using and we've been trying to use around here. It's uh, that, you know, if you think about it, yeah. like it's all the same thing. It's really just language. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're all about self-help, self-improvement, getting better. So why should the brain be any different than your abs? Um, Shay, as as we end this, and again, I appreciate you joining the show and appreciate all the work because I know you've been a part of Bell Let's Talk Day um, for uh, you know in the past. Uh, is there any places you would recommend? Any websites? Any 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 advice you want to give to anyone listening right now who might be struggling? I would say talk to your your friends. You know, really just get involved in what's happening in your in front of your face. You know, that's where you can do the most. Uh, for everyone around you, and and really, obviously, it's let's talk There's so many services across Canada that have been supported. That uh, you know, I'm just excited about being a part of a, you know, the group that's been having conversations and you know, furthering this forward. So yeah, talk to your people. Shay, I really appreciate you coming on. As an Argo fan, I couldn't stand you as a player. And I mean that in the <laughs> nicest, most sports complimentary way. I couldn't you. stand you as a player. Uh, I feared you as a player. And, and, and congratulations on finding the second act after football. Uh, I wish you nothing but the best in your continued journey and still just trying to find your identity. Much appreciated and uh, best of luck to you. We'll talk to you next year. Uh, absolutely, 100%. That is Shay Emery, Ambassador for Bell Let's Talk Day. And, uh, and again, go, uh, go to the website, check it out, letstalk.bell.ca. On the other side, we've got Sound of the Day, but before that, we've got traffic. And you're going to want to listen to traffic because there's snow all over the place. It's brought to you by JanPro, proudly serving Canadian businesses for over 25 years. Put your trust in JanPro, the leader in commercial cleaning and disinfection services. Visit janpro.ca today. Time now for traffic. Welcome back, everybody. This is Gameplay. I'm your host, Matthew Cause. 
First, I want to apologize to my producer, Josh, but not for what he thinks. I, I'm going to apologize for. Uh, I've been shaving him all day when I asked him, name just one Al Pacino movie. He said, Goodfellas. Uh, but that is not what I want to talk about. Um, I'm at home. You're there in the studio. I feel like I was soft. You know, yeah. decided I'm going to stay home because there is the snow is coming down pretty hard. I like to justify it by saying one less car on the road is safer, but that is just me using that as an excuse. So to you, Josh, and to everyone else who's in the studio today, you are the heroes. I am not. And to everyone listening, drive safe out there. Matt, I accept your apology. I'm just happy your, your power's back up, your lights yes. are back on. Yes. I bet it was getting chilly in your home, just looking it was. at the skyline of Toronto, seeing the snowfall. Yeah. And also, and I won't go into detail because, you know, it's disgusting. But th- when you have to go to the bathroom and the power is out, you're wondering, do I still have flush capability? Do I have just one flush in, in me, you know, before this water runs out? Um, it, it's a dangerous game. I'm just going to say that. It is a dangerous game, but the power is back on. Awkwardly transitioning from that, let's do Sound of the Day. Sound of the Day, Sound of the Day. Here comes the Sound of the Day. And for Sound of the Day, I want to go to the GM of the Buffalo Bills, Brandon Bean. And people got angry at him for this clip, or just they just didn't really understand it. Here's him talking about why, and it's, it's, it makes a lot of sense, why he doesn't he wouldn't want to be in a position to get Jamar Chase. No, they have a good team. I mean, um, they right now are on the advantage of a rookie quarterback contract. And, you know, they had some lean years and without getting too much into their build. And, you know, I don't want to I don't want to suck bad enough to have to get Jamar Chase. Like, he's a heck of a talent. I'd love to have him, but you got to you got to go through some lean years to do, to do that. And it makes complete sense because to get a guy like Jamar Chase, you're going to have to be drafting like number five. To draft number five overall means you've got to be really super-duper bad. And when I heard that clip, my first thought, and I talked about it earlier with Mike Golick Jr., is the role that luck plays in any franchise in terms of winning in the playoffs. Yeah. First touchdown scored. That was Jamar Chase. How'd they get Jamar Chase? The only reason they got Jamar Chase was was because Joe Burrow missed the final, like, six, seven games of his rookie year because he tore his ACL. That was bad luck. But then that led to good luck. They got to draft number five. They chose wisely. They chose Jamar Chase. And they're in the AFC Championship game again. We tend to forget. The Bengals missed the playoffs from 2016 to 2020. Absolute at the basement of the league. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. It was, those were some hard days. The two and fourteens, the four and eleven and ones. Like there was a lot before Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase came on the scene. But now you have to give him yep. credit because the the tide's turning in the NFL, and it was expected. Jamar Chase uh, cap hit this year eight million. T Higgins two point seven million. Uh, Joe Burrow eleven million. Bengals. My recommendation: win it all now. Because you're going to have to start paying guys, and you're not going to be able to keep them all. That will do it for Gameplay, which has been brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more and get your winnings fast when you download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today. Again, drive safe 
And then tonight, it is Rangers at Leafs, 7 o'clock. Overdrive is coming up next. Again, be good, be safe, take time, and don't be that idiot that weaves in and out of lanes. Just get home safe. Time now for traffic.